0: Hello, everybody. A special edition of the Carolina Weather Group talking about Tuesday Storm comes up right now. everyone good evening i'm jared smith of the carolina weather group down here in charleston south carolina and with me is frank straight all the way up in columbia not that far up i suppose it's about a hundred miles an hour and a half or an hour depending on uh, how many cops are on the road uh but tonight uh, we are here for an unusual sunday show because we have some unusual weather coming up on tuesday uh frank i i gotta tell you uh, at first i thought the models were just playing with us but then when i see everything in lockstep with some of what they're showing for Tuesday, uh, you start to get concerned and we're starting to already see some weather alerts pop up from the weather service on what could be a very significant
1: weather event on Tuesday. Right. Yeah. When I first started noticing what the bottles were trying to do to us uh, around the middle of last week, I thought, nah, surely not. But then they were all together saying pretty much the same thing and they stayed consistent for Thursday and Friday and Uh, that got me really concerned that, well, we, we got a problem coming up on Tuesday and it still looks like we have some big problems coming our way on Tuesday with a big storm that's going to hit us.
0: Yeah. The, um, I, I I was looking at, you know, I was again, looking at the models today and we've been keeping an eye on this over the last few days. And, uh, um, I'm seeing things that I haven't seen very often around here. Uh, you know, for those of you who are model jockeys, you know, you still, you look at say, you look at an 850 millibar chart. And then you see the wind and that's about 5,000 feet up or so on a good day. You know, some days, it, you know, it fluctuates. And uh, it was uh, 80, 85 knots. That's a lot of wind that low in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of wind.
1: Yeah, it is. 85 knots. That's uh, about 100 miles an hour, actually. So have that kind of wind at at 500, 5,000 feet. Well, you have a thunderstorm that might pull that kind of wind down to the surface or a lot of that yep. momentum, large percentage of it down to the surface. And you could end up seeing wind gusts in those thunderstorms, 60, 70, maybe 80 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. It's within the realm of possibility, I think.
0: Yep. Uh, the Weather Service in Charleston hoisted their first high wind watch since 2010, about an hour ago, uh, for Charleston right. and parts of Berkeley County near the coast. So uh in 2010 I had a full head of hair. Um, just to give you a little, a little point of reference here for how long it's been, um, 14 years ago in on February uh, 9th was the, was the last high wind watch. And, um, they only issue that when the potential for 50, 60 mile an hour wind gusts outside of thunderstorms becomes a possibility.
1: Right. That's the thing we have to think about here. Now we do expect some severe thunderstorms to contend with, but, the winds aren't just going to be in the thunderstorms. There's going to be strong winds aside from the thunderstorms. Just the worst of those winds likely occur when the thunderstorms push through, that being likely during the afternoon and evening hours across South Carolina. Uh, mostly the same for North Carolina too. It's just, it's a little bit wider state. So it gets started a little earlier, gets uh, it moves out a little later, but uh, the, the basic gist remains the same uh, that uh, there's going to be some pretty strong winds all day on Tuesday culminating in a severe thunderstorm event with the potential for widespread damaging winds across both north and south carolina
0: yep and something we're going to deal with here at the coast too in the morning is another round of potentially moderate maybe major coastal flooding you know we have a lot of wind that's going to be pushing on shore that's going to be pushing on shore and uh, frank's got the uh, frank's got the the some of the water gauges here for us and right now the forecast is 7.9 feet but you know, we'll see how the trends go. I mean, one thing that we have going for us this time is that the low pressure is not right off of our coast. It's going to be moving towards the Great Lakes. We're just going to be caught in the we're going to be caught in the pressure gradient. Not that it matters that much, but um, maybe it'll move less water so we don't repeat nine feet.
1: <laughs> um yeah. that's well, that's one thing that's going on, Jared. The other is that e- even though we have probably roughly the same strength of of the wind as we saw back on december 17th but in this particular case the strongest onshore winds likely occur during the midday and afternoon hours when we're at low tide along the south carolina and north carolina coast so uh that's a good thing (laughs) we don't want very good the strong onshore flow pushing all that water ashore at high tide uh nonetheless uh we're heading toward a new moon there's a new moon thursday so the astronomical tides are coming up as we approach that, and there'll be relatively high on Tuesday. And the, the strong onshore flow will be picking up during the wee morning hours of, of Tuesday and, and through the day Tuesday. So there will be some fairly gusty onshore winds to help push that water ashore at the high tide uh, during uh, during the morning. I think it's 557 a.m. in Charleston uh, when the high tide occurs. So uh, there will be uh, some flooding and, and uh, 7.9 is close to the major range. A major range begins at 8 in Charleston. So uh, we're going to get close to that. It wouldn't shock me if it ended up being a little bit higher than that. Uh, that will depend on just how strong the winds are. And uh, we're not 100% sure what the winds will be like at 6 a.m. at this point. But uh, we know it will be gusty and onshore. So uh, those there will be some coastal flooding to contend with, uh, at least into the moderate range. Now, spring made up at Myrtle Beach, that's a bit of a different story. There's uh, less uh, onshore flow occurring in, in that area at the time. So the, the peak's only 7.2. And uh, there's another peak in the afternoon. That's the thing we'll have to watch. Uh, for both. That's another uncertain situation. The, uh, the morning of the two tides you get each day, the high tides, one's a little higher than the other. The morning one's the higher the two ast- from the astronomical effects. But for the meteorological effects, some areas may see more stronger onshore flow uh, for that afternoon high tide, uh, which may compensate. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that. That's another uh, one of these detailed devils that we'll be dealing with as we get closer to the event Tuesday.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and um, and thanks, folks, for putting your questions in the chat. We see them there, and I'm gonna we're gonna gonna tackle those here very shortly. Um, <clears throat> you know, so we're gonna be you know we're gonna be concerned about that, and I think the other good the other piece of good news for Charleston, I know that the December 17th flood is still very much the nor'easter is still very much uh, front of mind for a lot of folks, and when they see this kind of thing, it's like oh no, not again. But the good news is, it looks like the heaviest rain is going to miss that morning high tide. But it, I mean, it's still, you know, we're we're still going to be squeezing out a good bit of water. I mean, we're still going to have uh, moisture levels that are around the climatological max for early January. So it's going to be interesting, to say the least. It's good. It's going to be. You know, it, it, I don't know if it's going to necessarily be as big of a flooding event, but we certainly are going to be dealing with the winds and and uh, and Frank, you know, just just thinking about you know from from west to east, it seems like you know. You know, upstate, Midlands, early. you know, late morning, early afternoon, moving towards the low country in the evening, it looks like um, from there. I, I think something else that we have to think about is uh, let's hope that there's no breaks in the clouds on Friday yes. or on Tuesday uh, ahead of the line. Uh, the good news is, is that a lot of models show showers because if we get any instability, we're tapping into, you know, we're going to have a much easier time tapping into this wind.
1: Uh, right that's what we're we're lacking right now was a ton of instability it's going to be uh, the, the storm is so strong it's going to be just just yanking a bunch of warm and, and humid air out of the caribbean and, and the gulf of mexico regions so uh, into the carolinas so uh, it's going to be warm and thus a little bit unstable but because it, we expect it to be cloudy the instability is going to be limited if we see the sun pop out for a while tuesday afternoon to midday uh, anywhere, especially along the Eastern Carolinas, then it gets warmer than we expect. Uh, then we may really have some problems with, uh, severe thunderstorms in the afternoon. And, and in addition to that high wind risk, there, there's an, uh, an enormous amount of shear, uh, present as well. And that means we have a tornado risk too. Uh, and the, the more instability we get, the, the greater, the, uh tornado risk is going to be too now uh let's uh let me bring up the somewhere i have the there it is the severe weather outlook for for day three for tuesday from the storm prediction center and uh, you're wondering where the the uh, tornado risk is going to be greatest well it's it's going to be in that uh, number two slight risk area and really the closer you get to the coast i think the the greater that's going to be especially for uh, the pd grand strand region there uh, in South Carolina. Now, that, it's also going to be the case up in North Carolina, too, uh, along the coast in southeast North Carolina. That's where your tornado risk is going to be highest. Uh, but still, there's going to be a concern for that uh, over almost all of South Carolina. Uh, very low end uh, once you get up in the I-85 corridor where that uh, marginal risk is, uh, is located uh, on the very edge of it. But uh, the farther south and east you go, the, the greater that uh, tornado risk is going to be.
0: Yeah. And if we get any instant, you know, if we can really get, if we get any insulation there, I mean, there's a, with all the lift, I mean, there's the, the kinematics are insane with this. I, I don't use that word lightly here. They, they are insane. This is a very highly anomalous event. And so, I mean, we run the risk of seeing, you know, we could see a couple supercells
1: try to get out of this, you know, it was looking at <laughs> Right. That's that's the question with this. I mean, we um, all the models are pretty much in agreement. Timing varies by a couple or three hours here and there, but they all are in pretty much good agreement that there's going to be a squall line ahead of a cold front moving through uh, the Carolinas uh, during the early afternoon through mid evening. Uh, roughly, and that's what's going to cause the strongest of the winds and uh, most of our tornado threat. Uh, one of the questions is, will we get those individual we call discrete supercells that that can form in advance of the cold front? If that happens, if we start seeing that happen, then it, that means we're going to probably see some tornadoes with those, and uh, maybe some bad ones.
0: Yeah, and again, I want to I want to stress to everybody that that's a very big outlier right now. Um, uh, that from what I've seen in the data, and I think, you know, from what I've seen, from what Frank's seen, I think we both can conclude that that is a very, that's a worst case scenario. That's a very high end scenario that does not look likely. So don't want to scare anybody. Right. Don't want to alarm anybody here that, 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 that something like that could happen. It's really conditional on the instability. We don't know. Um, you know, what we do know is that we're going to have very high winds, regardless of what kind of thunderstorms you're going to see, especially near the coast. Um, tomorrow is the day to be bringing things inside. I would say Monday is the day to bring things inside. Um, you know, especially the closer to the coast you get, and that's where you're going to have the greatest risk for 50, 60, 70 mile an hour gusts. I don't think are off the table, um, especially if they get into, you know, if they, when those thunderstorms come through. And keep in mind that, you know, keep in mind, you may be out of power for periods of time ahead of the storms on Tuesday as well.
1: Um, Yeah. And that's, that's a concern I have is with power outage. And, and again, that's not just a a coastal areas thing. That's uh, across a a lot of South Carolina and into North Carolina too, for that matter. Uh, These winds are going to be strong. And the, what could be a potential problem is just the, the, the sheer number of power outages that might occur. If we end up with a large number of them, well, then there, you only have so many, any, so many crews. And uh, those of us in, in the Carolinas, you know, some of us rely on, on help coming in from other places, but, uh, especially in South Carolina, that, that may not be available because, uh, up in North Carolina, they're going to be dealing with high winds too. In Georgia, it's going to be high winds and tornadoes to deal with, uh, with the storm. And, and it, furthermore, there'll be, the conditions might be too dangerous for the crews to go out and do anything about the power outages. So if your power goes out, it could be out for a while. Not just a, an hour or so, but it's maybe eight, 10, 12 hours. Uh, yeah. Something you have to think about. It, it is very strange to be talking about these things in January. I'm used to
0: having this discussion in the context of a tropical system. Um, I think you know. I, I think you explained it best uh, in your uh, email uh, earlier today about this system that it, it will have the similar effect of a, a of a strong tropical storm
1: having impacts on the Carolinas. Uh, right. You're going to have that kind of wind. You're going to have uh, some rain, too. We haven't talked about rainfall yet and something we'll need yeah. to in a minute. But uh, you're going to have the wind, you have the rain, you know, have a, a quote unquote storm surge. <laughs> uh, in, in this case, not as bad as it was December 17th. That really was like a, a storm surge. Mm. Uh, but uh, you know the coastal flooding, the s- uh, severe thunderstorms, too, it, it really is in a lot of ways a- like a tropical cyclone.
0: Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's a tropical cyclone that just happens to be moving over the Great Lakes. <laughs> that's the that's yeah, the that that's order. the crazy part of all of this. Uh, is, is that's how that looks. So what I'm going to do here, real quick, uh, I'm I'm getting a couple. I'm getting some model graphics up uh, here real fast, and we'll kind of go through kind of the timeline of this, and, and we'll get it from the perspective of the Carolinas. We zoomed in on on the Carolinas. I'll have the I'll have the the the, the low pressure uh, I'll have the you know well I'll definitely have the low pressure up that's for sure I'll have the sea level pressure I'll have the wit, the 10 meter winds um and uh, and yeah we'll be able to uh we'll be able to talk a lot about what this looks like so let me um yeah let me switch to my corner key here so camera two <laughs> I will be transitioning there no there we go all right so, So Frank, I mean, this is. uh, I'm I'm looking at. I'm just looking at uh, right now. I'm looking at six-hour rainfall. Uh, This is off the Nam 12. Let's go to reflectivity here, and you can see this is at 7 a.m. on Tuesday. This is These are 30 knot winds coming right ashore. This is around when we're. This is around high tide. A little after, about an hour after high tide uh, at Charleston. So you see these these lines about
1: 35 miles an hour
0: yeah and and these lines here these are these are isobars these are lines of equivalent pressure when you get them that tightly packed um that is i mean that we just don't see we we are used to seeing that from tropical cyclones (laughs) um you know it's uh that that's that's something that we are very used to seeing there's your low in, in the Great Lakes, I'll put the p-type on so you can see where it'll snow. There's the high, and then just we're just caught right in the middle of it here. So moving on a little bit to now, I think the the nam is you know two o'clock. I mean, again, the timings on these are going to change. This is the 18z nam. We're going to get the new nam in here pretty soon. The timing on this is still going to be a little variable depending on what model you're looking at. Like right now, this model has it coming in has the line coming into like Charleston and, and, and through Columbia 7, 8, 8 p.m. Um, but I've seen, you know, if I go to the GFS, for example, 18C GFS, it's already offshore by then we're dealing with it earlier in the afternoon. So yeah. I, I, I want folks to know that, that the timing on this is still something that we are working out uh, as far as the exact timings of things. Uh, that's still very much a, an open question. But you can see that wind really start to kick up 35, 40, and this is this is not gusts. This is you know these wind barbs here. I mean, this is this is getting to you know 40 mile an hour sustained winds at the coast, onshore beach erosion issues, which we're already dealing mm-hmm. with after the 17th, and it's going to make that worse. Um, just just a whole number of problems here that are going to come up. Um, from this as the squall line moves through. So let's talk about rain too, because that was something, you know, that, you know, I can do uh, six hour rain totals. And Frank, if you've got, um, if you got the storm total rain, that might, that might be good too. Yeah.
1: Somewhere I, I, I've got one for South yeah. Carolina. There it is.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me put you, I'll put you back up here and um, switch back. So yeah. So here's the storm total. Uh, forecast there, and and you do notice that the the heaviest rain looks like it's going to be in the upstate, and that's where you're going to get some of that upslope flow. Uh, looks like right. that's going to be a major uh, a major enhancer there. Uh, some of the models have, um, I mean, they have uh, three and six hour early rain rates. You know, one to two, three inches easily. Um, mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, and yes, it's it has the potential to cause some flash flooding issues uh, in the Upstate and uh, across parts of western North Carolina too. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I couldn't find any maps like this for North Carolina, but uh, uh, the Columbia Weather Service office makes some statewide maps for South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, and, and this is one of the good ones here that shows the mm-hmm. storm, storm total rainfall. Um, uh, another thing that you mentioned in passing there is some some winter precipitation concerns. Uh, that uh, mainly being up in in western North Carolina, only a sliver of South Carolina, uh, yeah. in in the mountainous areas in South Carolina, and there's not much real estate uh, that's truly mountains in South Carolina, uh, but uh, uh, there in in western North Carolina, we are going to see a period. Uh, especially in some of these sheltered valleys where uh, it's below freezing as the rain gets underway. It's not going to last long, but there will likely be a period of icing early Tuesday, uh, maybe going past daybreak in some areas. So uh, that's another facet of the storm we have to deal with. It's just barely cold enough to have to deal with uh, some minor icing issues uh, early on Tuesday.
0: Yep. And for those of you in the, you know, in the North Carolina mountains, I mean, you're going to be right in, you're going to just by virtue of elevation and be right in the middle of the, some of these stronger winds too. So, I mean, we may see some fairly significant wind issues, you know, just by default <laughs> uh, up in the, uh, you know, uh,
1: up in the mountains there. I think that that's yeah, going to be something uh, that we're going to have to keep a close eye on. As a matter of fact, there is a high wind watch out for uh, much of Western North Carolina too, yeah. the higher mountains along the Tennessee line. And uh, the you know, the other side of the line in Tennessee, uh, the, the Morristown office also has some high wind watches out at this point. Um, Concern there for wind gusts of uh, maybe even 70 miles an hour and in, in some of the higher elevations, which makes sense. We mentioned that uh, your 5,000 foot winds in some cases are, are 60, 70, even 80 knots. And well, there are mountain peaks higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> in yep. the southern appalachians here so uh, we, we may well see some of those high, really high winds uh, affecting those areas again coming out of the southeast at first then when the cold front passes through you get the strong winds coming from the northwest yep
0: yeah this is it, it, this is uh, this is going to be a pretty multifaceted event let me um, <clears throat> let me get to a couple of the questions here that we've got um, one here's, here's a really good one, uh, from Vanessa here. And it just, it was lagging on me. I don't know why it was lagging on me, but there we go. Um, you know, inland, will we have high sustained winds or just gusts? And yes, I think inland, you're going to see 25 to 35 mile an hour sustained winds. Your gusts may not be quite as high. They're going to be, uh, my guess is that most places will go under wind advisory levels, which, uh, at least in, in my neck of the woods is 40 miles an hour, but that's still plenty high. And if you get rain moving through
1: and if you get any of these thunderstorms, that's when you're really going to get these gusts, too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and that that was my impression, uh, Jared. We're going to see those those strongest winds along the coast. But uh, the inland areas, yes, you're going to get some strong winds too. likely frequent gusts in, in the 35 to 45 mile an hour range and uh, maybe some gusts, uh, 50. Uh, could see that in in, uh, the CSRA, Midlands of South Carolina, uh, going uh, up maybe to the Charlotte area, uh, uh, over toward Fayetteville, and up to the Outer Banks. Uh, I I think some of those strong winds are going to happen there. The farther north and west you go, uh, I think the less wind you get. And and once you get – there's going to be a little pocket in in the usual areas that get cold air damming in these situations. Uh, Northwest of I-85, up to the Hickory area, uh, west of the Triad, Uh, that area probably will not see such strong winds because of the the cool and stable layer that kind of gets trapped in place but uh, elsewhere yeah i think you're subject to seeing uh, some pretty gusty winds uh, even for the inland areas yeah and and the question is you know for how long and that could be much of Tuesday, honestly, until this front is through. Uh, right. Most of the day, the, the way this is working, there's a warm front that's lifting northward. It's way down over the Florida Straits now and, and the southern Gulf of Mexico. But this approaching storm kind of yanks that northward in a hurry uh, tomorrow into Tuesday. And then uh, early Tuesday, that warm front goes through. And once you get the warmer air moving in, uh, you're subject to seeing those stronger winds. And and yeah, it could go on for much of the day. That warm front lifts northward through the Carolinas in the morning, it looks like. And then... Uh, until that cold front pushes through in the afternoon, we're subject to seeing those strong winds. Yep. Um, we have another question about the outlook. So,
0: you know, do we think that the Storm Prediction Center will upgrade the risk on the next day to outlook?
1: I try not to forecast forecasters. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Predicting the behavior of other meteorologists is, <laughs> is even more difficult than forecasting the weather sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will tell you the way I see it. From having stared at it all afternoon long, uh, I, as I said, I think the the risk is higher. It doesn't really show up in in the day three outlook, but I think the risk uh, of tornadoes and damaging winds is higher close to the coastal areas. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if we ended up seeing an enhanced risk issued uh, f- when this becomes the day two or day one time frame. And once there's more certainty on this, um, if if this were if it were a a one to ten scale instead of like a one to five scale that we see i i think that the coastal areas uh, you know the, the one would be if you got the outlook there uh one one would be this enhanced risk area one and two and then three and four would be the slight risk area i think there might be more like four along mm-hmm. the coast maybe three along i-20 here in south carolina and uh, up to the Fayette area, just just south of Raleigh, and and over to the Outer Banks. So, uh, but but not quite enough for for five, where which would be the uh, equate to the enhanced risk. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. And and again, it's one of those things. If it looks like uh, Tuesday boarding, the SPC is reviewing this for an outlook uh, uh, update, and they see well, it looks like the sun's going to pop out. Yeah, they'll have to. They'll probably will have to bump it up to enhanced.
0: Yeah, and, and folks, again, I I think the you know the most important message here is that. You know it doesn't necessarily matter what the outlook is at the end of the day um it's it is interesting to see how that will get carved out i mean i think that they will probably go to enhanced when they go day one Um, as long as uh just just given just how you know widespread the wind field is and how how simple it will be to get wind damage i really don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to take a lot to get wind damage and i think you know that's going to be a You'll be able to bring up those probabilities. but again, the reason why they haven't pulled the trigger on any higher probabilities just yet and they have the ability to do that is that instability question right Is the sun going to pop out? are the rain showers going to or are we going to get what's called crap vection which storm chasers call <laughs> it crap vection because it ruins their day but for but for us uh we like it. we like crap vection that means that means that you know we've, we've tamped down uh, that unstable air. And so, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm personally rooting for crap vection. Uh, well, the we'll problem
1: see. is that in this case, those high winds are so close to the surface that maybe crap vection will be enough to bring those high winds down. Exactly. To the surface. So exactly. <laughs> maybe we yeah. don't want the crap vection after all. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's
0: a, I think it's a, I think it's a six of one yeah. half a dozen in the other situation, but yeah. we'll, we'll, you know,
1: yeah. We will see. Dinky little I, shower, sixty-three mile an hour wind gust. I, oh yeah I, mean, get, you know, not, <laughs> yeah, I mean you're gonna get. Hopefully not, but
0: yeah, I mean you're gonna get. I would not be shocked if we were getting severe thunderstorm warnings for non-thunderstorms. Uh, right, that things that aren't
1: causing any lightning. Right.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I could very well see that happening uh, on Tuesday. So again, I, you know, we're we're gonna close this out here in a minute, but um, this is a good way. I think we can lit. I'm. I think closing on this note here is a really good idea. So again, timing of the worst of the advanced storms and then the strong line to the advance in the front, any clearer yet. So I, I think we're th- within a few hours and the models have been really good. I mean, they've been very consistent on this. I've been stunned um, at how consistent the models have been. Um, yeah. Generally, you know, I Julie, I'm not sure where you are, um, but I know that, but generally speaking, you know, Frank and, you know, Please add color or correct me if, you know, if, if you've got a better idea and I'm sure you probably do, but, um, I would say that, you know, you're, you're looking at, you know, upstate and, um, upstate CSRA probably around 2 PM. Okay. So Julie's in Raleigh. All right. So, and the, so, yeah, I would say probably between four and 8 PM somewhere in there. And again, I would, I would prefer to your local weather office, uh, for the latest information, but, um, the way I see it right now is it, it, it'll be probably it, there's a chance it could come through after sunset. And that would be a good thing, honestly, because that would let some stability kind of take hold here. And I'm looking at I, I'm I, I'm looking at some models on my other computer here. And uh, yeah, it, it, it it's still going to be within a few hours um, there. And I don't think we're going to exactly. Know, and honestly, I don't think we're going to exactly know until day of. That's the other thing,
1: right? Yeah, a lot of these details aren't going to be clear until Tuesday morning. Yeah,
0: um, and and I think keeping in, keeping in mind too that you know oftentimes the squall lines will outpace the models. That
1: that is right. a pretty that, typical behavior. That usually does happen. One of yeah. the things I noticed was interesting, the the uh, newfangled uh, rapid refresh forecast system
0: yeah. model,
1: uh, that is actually a little faster with the timing, and that's very believable because that kind mm-hmm. of thing happens. Uh, what we're looking at here is uh, 8 a.m. on Tuesday, uh, simulated radar uh, derived from that uh, rapid refresh model. Keep in mind, experimental model under development. Uh, take it with a grain of salt, but I I do like the fact that it moves things along a little faster because that's common. What I don't like, and I hope it's wrong about is how intense those uh, returns are out ahead of the squall line over the coastal plain here at uh, 10 AM on Tuesday. I hope it's wrong about that because if we have convection that intense, then we're probably dealing with some tornadoes. So I hope it's wrong about that. Uh, But uh, as you can see, as I, as I step this forward to uh, 1 PM, there's the squall line up, Moving out of the Upstate and into uh, the Catawba River area, there in the Central Savannah River area, into the Midlands and advances eastward through, through the the Midlands there and into the Coastal Plain uh, by about 5 p.m. Uh, so, it looks like it's sort of the. Uh, as it's getting dark, is when this approaches the coastline in South Carolina and uh, to the to a certain extent up in North Carolina too. Uh, looks like it's coming through uh, Raleigh right about five p.m. Uh, by the way, uh, commuting is really gonna suck tomorrow. Just to put it bluntly. going to work yeah or tuesday tomorrow too for Uh, down
0: here in charleston we have a presidential visit tomorrow so commuting is going to be no fun down
1: here either oh yeah you're gonna we have a different reason tomorrow but on tuesday for traffic and yeah no fun with that tomorrow morning but no Uh, On Tuesday, yeah, going to work's going to suck around Charleston because it's going to be flooding and strong winds. Not not the high winds yet, but uh, enough to annoy you on all those bridges down there for sure. Uh, And some rain probably. Roads will probably be wet. Then during, looks like at 5 p.m., that's when the squall line's coming through. And that's going to be no fun at all, dealing with those high winds, uh, uh, potentially gusting over 60 miles an hour. On those bridges, I saw a question earlier about whether bridges like the Ravenel down there in Charleston could be closed. Uh, They have a certain threshold where they close that bridge, don't they? It's it's Uh, not really a closure so much as it
0: is we're going to stop patrolling. It's unsafe for us to patrol, and if something happens to you on the bridge, you're on your own oh i see it's it's not it's now i've seen it implemented as a closure that's the thing that's confusing um i've seen it implemented as a closure but typically that's when we're starting to think about you know sustained winds into the 40s now
1: yeah the only mm -hmm. time i can remember it being closed was when there was ice down there and there was ice falling from the yes from the uh support structure and so yes uh they didn't want anybody up there because that's, that's really dangerous when that's happening we have 30 yes. pound chunks of ice falling from yep. 200 feet above you yeah we called that the ravelanche yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> so yeah i remember that I, I remember that
0: like it was yesterday and that's gonna be 10 years ago oh goodness um <laughs> that's,
1: gonna
0: that's gonna be 10 years ago next month
1: um yeah so anyway, yeah. it looks like these. this is pushing eastward, and then uh, you get to uh, about 8, 9 p.m., and and it's hitting the Outer Banks, and then it's finally uh, out of the area by the time you get to uh, about 10 p.m. and, and midnight. Um, also worth mentioning, as you can see here at the uh, end of the run there, uh, hour 60, that's uh, 1 a.m. on Wednesday. And note there's some snow shower and, and uh, rain shower activity with the uh, upper – uh, level, uh, system there, uh, moving in from Tennessee and, and Georgia. So, uh, there could be, a, a, another round of, uh, of Northwest flow snow showers in the mountains there, uh, Tuesday night into a Wednesday morning as some chilly air comes in behind this storm. And again, strong winds with that too. They probably will once again, see gusts of 50, maybe 60 miles an hour from the Northwest, uh, uh, in the, in the mountains of North Carolina. It won't be as windy, uh, uh, outside of the mountains uh, with the uh, west winds, but uh, in in the North Carolina mountains, it will be pretty windy and likely some some snow shower activity to deal with too.
0: Yep, yep, a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, they don't call it a winter storm for nothing. We're not going to. A lot of us are not going to feel any winter from this, but a few of you will. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, one last question. Will you be live on Tuesday? We're going to have we'll very likely have some radar running and we'll have, you know, we'll have a, a ticker with warnings and everything like that. I think the the individuals of us in the Carolina weather group, I think we're going to try and go live at times. Um, we, we may not be able to go live for tornado warnings. Um, we have day jobs. <laughs> uh, right, I, I right exactly. Think- our employers would not be very happy if we were sitting here talking about the weather with you uh, while we're supposed to be working. But, um, but certainly in the evening, I can definitely see us uh, maybe doing a little something. So, stay tuned for that. Again, uh, follow us on you know Twitter or X. can not I I can't I can't unlearn that. Um, you yeah. know yeah it's still call it twitter <laughs> yeah it's still twitter um elon still calls it twitter sometimes um but you know follow you know follow us on social media uh and uh and you know just to youtube facebook you know so hit that subscribe button on youtube that's when you'll know uh that when we're going live it's a it's a great thing to show uh great way to show support for the show and what we do here uh but again i i you know cautious, you know, obviously, obviously we want to be careful and prepared for this. And we can also hope that we are kind of wrong about some of this stuff. I sure hope it doesn't end up the way it is, but we have to, we have to respect what the, what everything is telling us, what the data is telling us here. And it looks like Tuesday is going to be a rough day. So
1: um,
0: Frank, any final thoughts? Yeah, we,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, like you said, our, our, uh, accuracy rating is not all, is not a hundred percent and we hope that we're wrong about this one. Yeah.
0: Um, but anyway, uh, we'll, uh, we will probably, uh, we'll have updates for you uh, again, social media, take a look, you know, take a look, you know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, all over the place, you know, Carolina weather group, just punch that in. You'll find us. Uh, we'll have updates for you from around the Carolinas, meteorologists from the Weather Service, meteorologists from local television stations, and hey, maybe even me and and, and Frank. Uh, So, you know, maybe we'll get some, we'll get some airtime there too. So uh, stay alert, stay informed, but also let's not, you know, this isn't something to be terribly scared of. I want to make sure that you know, as long as, as long as we know what's coming, as long as we've got, you know, as long as you got some things going, maybe check your generators, bring in some stuff from outside. That'll give mm-hmm. you that peace of mind and you can ride it out. Yeah. And then Wednesday is going to be just for most of us, a fairly, you know, partly cloudy and, you know, maybe still yeah, a little breezy.
1: Cloudy. Yeah. Yeah. But, kind of blustery still probably gust yeah. 30, 35 miles an hour, but, uh, it, it won't be bad. Well, more wind in the mountains, like I said, yeah. but, uh, outside the mountains uh, where there's going to be the wind and snow showers. It's not going to be all that bad, just a blustery cool day.
0: Yep. Anyway, I promised Frank we'd be out of here at uh, 945 and I have broken mm-hmm. that promise. So uh, friends out there uh, in the Carolinas, for Frank Strait, I'm Jared Smith. Uh, be safe and uh, we'll have an update for you uh, across social tomorrow and um, more as it develops. And what is turning out to be a very busy winter so far. Thank you, El Nino.